Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for the fact that we can celebrate this season, the ones to follow and the ones to come, Lord, that you have sent Jesus. Jesus on our behalf. Jesus for your glory. Jesus to be a demonstration of your goodness and your mercy and your kindness. God, we thank you this season for sending us our King and our Lord and our Savior. And we ask that tonight as we look into Luke chapter 2 and his coming and his arrival, God, that we would pull truth out of it. God, that we would examine our hearts and see, are we excited that we can have this Jesus? And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So obviously tonight is not a normal night. I've never sat sitting down. It's awkward for me. I'm just going to let you all know. The video, by the way, credit to Passion for that. We did not do that as good and talented as Brody and I are. Uh, I want to give them their proper credit. But what that was is it was creation all the way through the arrival of the king. And I want to set the stage tonight as we look at Luke chapter 2 and realize the stage that those who would first meet Jesus was one of anticipation. Certainly expectation, but anticipation. All throughout scripture, when you read about people, from Adam on, they're looking for what Genesis 3.15 has promised, and that's the Savior, the Messiah, the one who would come from the seed of woman and crush the head of the serpent. Many people thought it was Moses. Many people thought it was Joshua. Many people thought it was Saul, David, Every leader that Israel would raise up, they believed, is this the promised one? Is this the Messiah? And then out of nowhere, we see in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, Luke tell us, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. Now, this is significant because what it meant is for all people in the world, they would have to travel to where their family home was. And for David and Mary, that would mean traveling to Bethlehem, the place where it was promised that the king would come. Verse 2, the first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth. In Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of the line of David to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. Listen, this is counter to every expectation that the world would have. I know we talk about it every year, how Jesus entered the world, but, but understand everything that we just watched, the, the might and the power. Scripture tells us that God had the plan for creation, but it was Jesus who carried out that plan of creation. It was him in the beginning. Colossians tells us that he was the one who spoke it all into existence. He is the very living word of God. We have the word of God, but John tells us that in the beginning was the word and it's referring to Jesus. Jesus is this mighty, powerful creator. And yet we fast forward throughout all humanity to the point 
where we get in Luke chapter 2. We sing joy to the world because in that moment, God himself, power himself has come in frail humanity. And he came for a purpose. And that purpose is for each and every one of you so that you might know that brokenness is not your destination. Shame is not your final outcome. Fear does not have to be the future and the present that you live in, but there has been deliverance. One who has come not to make life easy. Arguably, he would make life harder because when you follow him, this world is counter to him. Ephesians 2 tells us that, that there is a prince of the power of the air that stands in opposition to him, but he is greater. And he has come for such a time as this so that he might let people see freedom for the first time, no longer clinging on to sacrifices, but clinging to the one true sacrifice, no longer putting works in to accomplish certain means of justification, but celebrating the one whose work is justified all. We celebrate today because as Mary gave birth to this little boy, she gave birth to the one who would give birth to our freedom. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much just for the opportunity. Even though we hear this story, many of us may even read this on Christmas morning over and over again. I pray, Lord, that that this reality would not become routine in our lives, that this news would not be a hallmark message, or this news would not be something that we just hear one time of year, but this news of the arrival of the King who came in frail humanity, who lowered himself, who humbled himself. God, that we would celebrate this. For he came for each and every one of us. You sent yourself into this world to do what only you could do. To redeem those whom you love. God, we know that Jesus is the way. Scripture tells us he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so I pray, Lord, as we focus on his coming tonight, we would cling to the reality that he didn't just come. He came and he conquered. He conquered sin, Satan, death at the cross and through the resurrection so that anyone who would turn to him as Lord and Savior, turning from themselves and their sin and trusting in him would have eternal life. God, we thank you for Emmanuel, God with us, and we celebrate him tonight. We ask these things in his name. Amen.